What's up, everybody? Real Pop Culture, the artists formerly known as Kill Pop Culture, are finally on the road to 100. Whoa, that was weird. Road to 100 is officially underway, and uh, we're kicking it off awesome. This is technically episode 91, and uh, the Road to 100 is just going to be... The, the shows leading up from now to episode 100 are going to be really big and really awesome. We're going to do a lot of cool stuff. And then when we get to episode 100, it's going to be like a huge letdown. No, I'm kidding. It's going to be freaking awesome. We're planning a whole lot of things to do. And, and the next 10 shows are just going to be great. And I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, to, to kick things off, we got Max Calder. Uh, he's an actor stuntman. That's been in man. I, I can't even. I don't have time to list all the stuff he's been in. Go to his IMDb. Um, he's been in everything cool, and he was. Uh, he appeared on episode four, and we had a great time talking to him back then. And this being a time of nostalgia, I want to go back and try to re-interview some of the people we haven't caught up with in a while. Anyway, we had a great talk with him. It was awesome. He's always super cool, dude. I want to announce we have a new email address. It is popcultureforreal, and it's the number four. Popculture, the number four real, at gmail.com. Don't worry, the old email address it just forwards over to this email. So, so if you haven't updated your stuff, that's fine. Our voicemail line is the same, 662-305-9783. Give us a call anytime. Leave us a message. That would be cool. Tell us... Uh, Happy Road to 100 or something. This is like bigger than our birthday. How old are we anyway? Are we three years old? I'll have to look that up. We're going to try out a new segment sort of thing tonight. Uh, it's going to be kind of cool. And the way we recorded it in typical real pop culture fashion, it's kind of a... Uh, well, we did it in three different segments. And, you know, if you're used to listening to the show... When we talk about doing something in weird sequences, it's time travel. So this it's going to be real time travel-y because I couldn't get everybody in the room at the same time. So it's like spread out over like two days or three sessions. I think it, I think it's pretty cool. It's something we might start doing kind of often, kind of quick. Before we go any further, I uh, want to give a big shout out to some good friends of ours over at The Edge Radio US, John Gibson, uh, we interviewed him on the on the Tupelo Con show as, as well as his wife Lynn Gibson, and uh, they work for the Edge Radio US, and they've got Kill J on there. Sorry, I don't have my shameless promotion bill. They've been putting the Kill J in heavy rotation, and now Real Pop Culture is going to be in rotation on the Edge Radio US. They're going to have us Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. And I need to check back with John and see if that's Central Tom or not. His show that I also want to shout out, Whiskey Cars and Cigars, comes on at 7. I've been catching his show, and uh, it's it's really good. You need to check check it out. And, of course, check out Lynn's show, The Twisted Southern Horror Queen. She does uh, the Facebook Live stuff as well. So, uh, yeah, go to facebook.com slash livingontheedgeradious. And I think their website is www. Actually, just go to the go to the Facebook page, Living on the Edge Radio US, because I'm not sure if I got that website link right. I'll get that right next time. But uh, super cool people. 
so glad we uh, got to know them. The Edge Radio US is really good. I, I've been listening to it a lot. They got some good music on there. And uh, they're doing some really good stuff. I think that's all I've got as far as announcements. So uh, let's check in with Max Calder, see how he's doing. Those new band shirts look awesome. Where did you get those done? At Anarchy Design. They do screen printing now? Oh yeah, they do professional custom screen printing at a very competitive rate. Where can I find them? Look them up on Facebook, facebook.com slash anarchydesign69 or email them at anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. You can check out some of their work on their Facebook page. When you're ready to order, you can send them your idea or they can design it for you. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. It's a one-stop shop for all your screen printing needs. That's anarchydesign69 at gmail.com. All right, we have back after three years, I think. Um, we have Max Calder calling from our... You, are you back in Atlanta? Are you back home? Or are you still out in California? Right now, I'm actually in California. Uh, we just had the Red Bull Tour Stun Awards uh, on Saturday, so came out here for that. How'd that go? Out here. Oh, it was great. It was fun. Um, it was a good time. Is that something they Over do? At, uh... What was that? Was that something they do like every year? Uh, yeah, once a year, every May, uh, Red Bull puts it on as a charity uh, for injured uh, stunt performers that can't work, and then they give out awards for the best stunts of the year. And uh, it's every year at Paramount Studios. It's a really fun, cool event. And it's free, too, for uh, for members of the, the stunt, uh, Torch Stunt Academy. Nice. Somebody yeah. told me, uh, somebody said the other day that Atlanta is kind of becoming the new Hollywood. I bet that's convenient for you uh, when there's work really close by. You can pretty much come home at night when you're done, right? Oh, totally. Um, it's super convenient. Um, yeah, it's gotten really, really busy in Atlanta. There's ton of things that film there uh yeah it's been it's been really busy it seems like every year it gets busier i bet you still get a lot of frequent flyer miles back to california though right oh for sure <laughs> and then uh my girlfriend actually moved out here she's an actress and so i've been coming out here a lot to, to visit her and stuff her name is uh jasmine cutso uh-huh but uh she's she's coming up but she just booked a uh a lead role in a new um it's uh called tales from the hood too Oh, yeah. Uh, pretty Spike Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but she booked a role in that, so. Well, that's really cool. Um, yeah, no, it's really, really cool. That's awesome. It was uh, it was April. It was like, uh, it was our four, fourth episode when last we spoke, and uh, this will be like our 91st episode. It's, it seems like it was oh. yesterday, though. Um, but you've been really, really busy since then. Like, your IMDb... Uh, list has tripled since we spoke last, uh, including the new Venom movie. You got to do some stuff in that. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I did. It was, it was a ton of fun to to work on. Um, can't really talk about it too much right now because it hasn't come out. But sure. I got to work on it, and it was a great time. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We filmed uh, in Atlanta at one of the studios in Atlanta. Um, yeah, it was a it was a blast. It was a, a fun opportunity for sure. Speaking of not being able to talk about stuff, uh, Ant-Man was just about to come out when we spoke last. 
and uh, of course you couldn't talk about it then. But now that it's been out a couple of years, can you tell us what what all were you what all did you do in the Ant Man movie? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, uh, for Ant Man, we like it was me and a handful of stunt people. We worked on uh, the scene where there's a big like uh, Pine Laboratories explodes. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a big explosion, and uh, we were the Pine like employees, and we're running out of the building. Uh, where it's just like a bunch of chaos for bumping into each other, falling down, and then they uh, have this big explosion where the whole they didn't blow it up in, for real in real life with CGI, but uh, right. they had us running out the building and tripping and falling down stairs and stuff like that. It was fun. Do you do the fire stuff too? Do, do they set you on fire sometimes? Yeah, I do that a little bit. Um, I've done a couple burns, but it's not my specialty. My specialty is more of a driving these days. Found really the stunt driving. Did you do driving stuff in Fast Seven? Uh, for Fast Seven, I I didn't get to drive on it, but I did a uh, a big shootout scene. Um, I was one of Shaw's henchmen, oh, and it was yeah. big. Uh, in the movie, it's like a he Jason Statham is Shaw, and he's uh in this warehouse, and then the whole crew comes in, and uh, there's a big shootout scene with uh, Paul Walker and uh. uh That's really cool. Um, what's more yeah. fun to shoot, uh, like a, a vehicle type stunt where you're driving, or like an action fight scene or something? Um, that's tough, man. Uh, like them both. I like doing a, I like doing a good, yeah, I like doing a good movie scrap. It's fun. Like some of my favorite jobs have been like fight scenes, but I really enjoy the driving too. It's like the difference is the driving is like really high pressure because uh, you're driving like a three thousand pound vehicle that. If you miss your mark or you make a mistake, you might crash into another car, a camera, a person. Or, like, sometimes, like, I've had to slide cars with actors before now. Um, so you're very, like, you're all, you're always focused, even in a fight scene. But with driving, it's like if something goes bad, it's like it can go really bad. So it's, uh, it's very high pressure, but I like it. How, how do you um, practice something like that? I mean, do they set up some cars and let you do a trial run or you just do it? Well, like, I work at a, a couple stunt drive. like, I work at a stunt driving school, uh, Bobby Orr Motorsports, so I instruct there, so I get a good amount of seat time and practice, and, like, I came up through him, I, like, I learned how to drive from him, and, uh, I do some instructing at different racetracks, too, and so I just try to keep, uh, always practicing when I can, so that when I, way when a job comes up, I'm ready. Right. Uh, yeah, like, one movie I worked on, uh, last year, it hasn't come out yet, so I can't really talk about it in too much detail, but I had to slide a, uh, uh, old Trans Am, like a 78 Trans Am on dirt, nice. up to a, uh, A-list Raptor, and I had to do it like 10, 11 times over, and I hit him, so it was, uh, it was pretty high pressure for sure, but I felt ready for it, because I've been practicing and training for so long, uh, so I felt good about it, and confident, and yeah, and it went off without a hitch, it was, uh, it was a good time. Well, that's good. You ever had any close calls or you ever been injured? Um, not on wood. Nothing serious, but I've had a couple small close calls that were kind of like, you know, a wake-up call where, I, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, every once in a while you have those, like, kind of wake-up calls where you, you 
might want to reevaluate uh, the setup for Rethink something. your life. <laughs> exactly. Like, there was one time I was doing a commercial, and I, uh, I was doing a high fall, and it was this kind of awkward takeoff where I was leaning over a bridge and kind of losing my balance and falling. And I had done it one way a bunch where I was using two hands to hold, like, a fake camera. Mm-hmm. And uh, the director was like, hey, can you do it with one hand? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, and I didn't really see a problem with it. And then when I did with one hand, it kind of threw my weight off differently to the right. And I kind of drifted away from the pad. And I knew I was. So I kind of adjusted midair to save it. And I landed right on the edge of the pad. And so I was like, it was kind of one of those, like, I didn't let it get to me. And then we adjusted everything. And I hit the center of the pad for like four more takes after that. But then when I got home, I kind of was like, whoa, that was really close. Wow, <laughs> so was, yeah. Uh, it's kind of scary, so it made me kind of approach things differently where I try to, you know, think of every worst-case scenario, and if I don't feel comfortable with something, I'll speak up and try to reevaluate it, figure out a better way to do it. So, like, when you were younger, were you, like, always, like, a daredevil? Like, what I always wondered, like, what gets people into to doing stunts and stuff like that, because it's such a risky profession. Did, did you always take risks, even at a young age? Well, um... That's part, it's different. It's a different answer for everybody, uh, but for me personally, um, I was never really like a, a fearless daredevil. I feel like every stunt person has a, a reasonable amount of fear where they, because if you don't, if you're fearless, you're kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you have to respect what you're doing, and everything always makes me a little nervous, but I have this like, I guess an addiction to overcoming that fear. So. You know, if something scares me, I like to work my way up to overcoming it and uh, accomplishing a goal that scares me. So that kind of is what led me into stunts, because every stunt you have a goal for a shot or a, a trick you want to perform or some scene. And uh, I guess what excites me the most is the, the challenge of figuring out a way to do it and overcoming that fear of doing it. Yeah, usually when there's a lot of pressure and there's a lot at stake, the payoff is so much bigger when it goes off, off good. Oh, so I can just imagine yeah. that what a good feeling that is when you when you do a, a big stunt and it it comes out perfect and nobody gets hurt and uh, nothing blows up for real. <laughs> Absolutely, no, it's it's an awesome feeling for sure. Um, yeah, like growing up, I did a lot of parkour, and that's kind of what attracts me to that is when you're doing parkour, you plan out a jump or a trick, and you. Uh, you have like you're you're always scared of just doing something new, but you have to overcome that fear and, and just go for it at some point. Um, right. But all the there's a ton of planning and prep that goes into it beforehand. What do you do when a movie that you're in comes out in theaters? Do you have like a do you do you go to the movie like a normal person and watch it, or is there like a a, a, a screening that you go to? Do they send you a free copy? How does that work from from that side of it? Well, usually I just go see it at the theater like a normal person. Um, every once in a while, like the studio will pay for like a cast and crew screening where they invite uh, all the crew that worked on it and any cast that wants to go to it. And uh, like typically, like say, uh, say Ant-Man, like they had a, I didn't go to it because I actually wasn't able to, I was working for the cast and crew screening, but the film Ant-Man, Marvel paid for a, they had a premiere, big premiere in LA, where all the main cast shows up, and it's like a big media thing, and then they have another one in Atlanta where they filmed it for the cast and crew, and they pick like a big theater, 
um, in, in town, and they just invite any cast or crew that wants to show up and take kind of a cool treat for the, the crew that worked on the film. Oh, that's um, cool. So every, yeah, it, it's cool. Like, every once in a while, a film will do that. Like, uh, one big one I went to was in California, but it was for uh, the movie John Carter. That um, It was kind of a plot of a movie, but it was a lot of fun to work on. It I like that movie. Yeah, it was good. I liked it, too. Like, I wish it did better at the box office. Like, but yeah, it was a cool story, creative storyline, like, cool characters. Like, I love sci-fi movies like that. Um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that the the money, the mighty dollar is what determines the future of a franchise because there's a lot of really good movies out there that, that may not have made as much as they expected it to make, but they're really they're really good nonetheless, but they kind of absolutely. abandon them if yeah, they don't no, make dude, enough. I, I completely agree with that. Um, it is a bummer for sure. Um, going back to the movies that you go see that you're in, do you like keep a DVD, a Blu-ray of all, all the stuff you've done? Uh, usually, um, some stuff I like, you know, I'll work on it and, uh, I'll buy the, I, I try to buy the DVDs of the movies that I had a really good memory working on at good time. That was like something special. Uh, I don't have a DVD of everything I've worked on, but, um, I have a good amount though, for sure. I think it's weird that you have to pay for a movie that you were in. <laughs> they should give it to you. <laughs> I know, right? I know, it is weird. You should get like a golden <laughs> ticket to like any any way you want to consume that movie, you, you get a you get a free pass on it because you're in it. I know, man. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on set, uh, I know it probably varies greatly, but uh, but typically speaking, is is there a lot of hurry up and wait, uh, or do you get get your stuff done pretty quick and get in and out? Um. Usually it's hurry up and wait, but every set's different, and a lot of it, it depends on what priorities the production has for the day. Like, if they have a uh, really long, big scene with, like, the actors, and say it's, like, a big scene where the actors are crying, somebody dies in the scene, like, there's a lot going on, yeah. they'll want to do the stunts first to get us in and out, then that way they can focus for the rest of the day um, on that. Uh, and then sometimes it's the opposite where they do all this stuff with the actors the whole day and then at like 3 in the morning like the last shot they're doing you have to do this big stunt when you're uh, really tired <laughs> yeah um, right and then some days if it's a, a stunt day like sometimes on second unit it'll just be only stunts the whole day is just stunts so you're just working the whole day and those days are the best because the days flies by you're always working you're always engaged um because it, it seems like you're either working constantly or you're just sitting around and then they'll call you randomly and you have to, like, you know, go, go, go and be at, like, level 10 right away. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you have, like, a warm-up or anything you do, like a ritual to get you to get to get all ready? Uh, I, I tend to, like, kind of stretch a little bit and kind of, uh, I'll do kind of jumping jacks just to get my heart rate going and get my body warmed up. But, um... Other than that, I'm just focused, get my head focused, focused on what I'm about to do. Power down um, the energy drink real quick. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, like I'll go over like the different actions in the scene in my head, like just to make sure I remember all the choreography. Uh, you know what I'm about to do, whether it's a fight or jumping off something or running up and getting blown up or shooting a gun. Like whatever the action is, I'm focused on that and just try to. That's all I think about. You know, you, you brought up gunplay. That's it's really interesting because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but back in the old days, 
people would just shoot blanks and like the person getting shot would have like a little thing that would like burst inside their shirt. Well, now they just yeah. do CGI and, and all of that. And I kind of miss the practical because I'm familiar with shooting guns and stuff. And I, I know that there's a recoil, but I see a lot of people just spraying bullets everywhere and they're not really doing what a gun would do if they were really shooting it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, totally. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm a big, um, I'm very picky with that stuff, and I always notice it on TV when it's fake. Um, but yeah, like these days, they do do a lot of uh, CGI gunfire for safety reasons sometimes, and then also just makes it easier because you don't have to always reload the blanks every take. Probably um, easier on insurance, too. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but it does look a lot better. So sometimes you get directors that they really want the good look of a, of a blank shooting off because uh, they'll design blanks to have, like, kind of flash powder in it so when they shoot the gun like there's a big uh a big burst that comes out the barrel so some directors love that because you can't really replicate that with cgi as well as the real thing um so every once in a while you get to do the old school like blanks and you get squibbed up like we call them squib uh the gunshots you're talking about where you wear like a little it's like a little firecracker with a, a like a metal plate behind it uh-huh. and then shoot the big burst of uh like a balloon with blood in it and they, uh, they attach it to, like, a little um, wire with a trigger. And so, like, they have to sync up the, the squib with the gunshot. So it's always cool when you can pull it off and it looks real. Um, right. And it's always fun to do that, like, the old school way. And it looks better. Like, CGI blood doesn't look as good as the the movie the real movie blood. Um, With you and The Walking Dead, it's, it's kind of an interesting thing, I think, because... You know, a lot of people have been walkers, especially now, and, and saviors and stuff like that. But yeah. everybody knows your walker. Like, most people just say the baseball bat walker, and they know who you're talking about. Um, what was it like? Yeah. What was it like going back to The Walking Dead years later and a few seasons later? The last we talked to you, you had just done the first couple of episodes. Yeah, it was, uh, it was really cool. Like, after season one, uh, I worked on a little bit season two season three uh so it was all pretty recent um and it was great to go back and it was a lot of fun and it became like a big part of my life and then i took a a, a break where i did you know it's you can't work on every every season but there's right. a couple seasons went by and then i came back for an episode uh season five and uh it was really cool to go back because it was like a trip down memory lane because it was one of my first gigs ever uh the uh, episode one um so it's like a you know, a trip down memory lane where I'm like, okay, I'm on Walking Dead again, and the same makeup people are there, the K&B makeup effects guys, and so it's cool to see everybody again. And oh, nice. Trying to say hi. Yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. It was very nostalgic, for sure. Did you, that was going to be my next question. Did you run into a lot of people from your, your first time around whenever you came back? Yeah, I ran into, like, some of the same crew, like the, the makeup guys, and uh, the camera team's the same, the lighting team. Uh, the actors I was working with were different, though, because I, I hadn't worked with um, uh, with Daryl yet, uh, Norman Reedus, mm-hmm. that, so that was my first time working with him, oh, nice. and he's cool as hell, he's like nice guy ever, uh, and then um, the actress who played Beth, uh, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but it was when she got killed in the show, I was one of the walkers in that scene. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was cool, like, I hadn't worked with either of those actors before, because before it had just been uh, with Rick, um, so yeah, it was, it was 
definitely a different experience, but nostalgic too at the same time. I bet the production and the makeup and the prep time was a lot different too, because the walkers have gotten more decayed and more juicy, <laughs> I guess, over the years. So you probably had a lot more time in the makeup chair, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely. It, it did take a lot longer. Um, yeah, way back in like season one, uh, the first couple episodes, the makeup process actually wasn't all that long because they just put like a few prosthetics on your face, like some scars and some blood, and then just kind of paint your skin to make you look like you're dead. And that was it because they're supposed to be freshly dead. But now they put like full prosthetics all over your face to make like your you look emaciated and uh, very, yeah, the makeup's gotten a lot different. It, it definitely takes a lot longer to put on for sure. <laughs> I thought I've got an overactive imagination, and people tell me all the time. But I got this crazy idea, but I think it'd be really cool. You know how they did that webisode called the the Red Machete? I think it's what it was called. It was like a, a Walking Dead uh, webisode series. Uh, where it yeah, yeah. That I never saw it, but yeah, I know what you're talking they about. They need to do one with the baseball bat because that was the first. You were the first person Walker that Rick killed chronologically, and he used the bat. When now the bat has come back around to be a big symbol with Negan, what if they wrote yeah. a story to where that was the same bat that somehow came back around and he turned it into Lucille? That'd be cool. How awesome would really that be? Cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, right on. I've only got a couple more questions for you here. Uh, I just recently w- yeah. went, I went and watched Blockers. Uh, man, John Cena is so funny. Uh, did you get to meet him while you were, you were doing that? On Blockers, yeah. Dude, John Cena is one of the nicest, funniest guys ever. Like he's so cool. He's so humble. Like it was it was one of those experiences that is everything you'd hope it to be. Um, and one of the stunt guys, like, I love wrestling, and I'm a fan for sure, but one of the other stunt guys was, like, a super fan and, like, watches all the time, watches every WrestleMania, and he was geeking out, but he was like, man, that was the best day on set ever. John Cena is as cool as I hoped he would be. Um, yeah, no, he's one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, in my opinion. Right on. Yeah, that was another one of the questions I was going to ask, is, like, which project have you been a part of where you really got your fanboy moment, like, on the big, is, like, something you were a fan of that you got to work on or work with? Um, man, that's tough. Uh, that's really tough. Um, I'd have to think about it. Like, I guess, uh, working on, working, well, this is working for a coordinator who, when I was starting out, he, he's like one of the biggest legends in the business. His name is Buddy Joe Hooker. Uh-huh. Um, if you look him up, he has like hundreds of credits. He's been working forever. Um, he was a child actor on like uh, um, Leave It to Beaver. He was like uh, one of Beaver's friends in Leave It to Beaver. But he's like the number one OG stuntman. Like everybody talks about him. He like he did uh, uh, Death Proof, where he drove the the car in Death Proof. Um, for uh, Kurt Russell. Nice. Uh, he's one of the best drivers in the business. He's he's a legend. But I got to work for him last year uh, twice on uh, the show Turn for AMC and uh, Virginia. And um, so that, I was geeking out just working for him because he was like a legend I'd looked up to the whole my whole career. I had never met him, and then I got a chance to actually work for him. And then he called me personally the second time to, uh, to ask if I was available. And I was actually on a trip at the time, but I was like, I'm available, I'll be there. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to say no to you. So, so yeah, I went there and got to do a cool, 
uh, fall into a horse carriage where I was finding a dead body, and I had to fall from like a second story window into a horse carriage. Uh, and they had like a stack of mats in the carriage for me to hit, but like it was pretty intense because if I wasn't lined up right, I'd be going to the street. So right. I just, you know, made sure I and going back to like that commercial Tony that uh, about I actually we went out of our way to make sure I felt comfortable. I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm ready. Did it like four times. Got the shot. And we we're like we we're done, and it was a really really fun, satisfying day. Like working for him and working for such a big legend. And uh, actually getting to do, like, a pretty cool stunt, too, in front of them. And, uh, so, yeah, those, those moments are always priceless. Awesome. Uh, you did uh, you did several episodes of Stranger Things. Uh, was, wasn't that season two? Yeah. I bet that was cool. Yeah, I did, uh, I did season one, too, actually. Um, did season one doubled. I was Steve's stunt double a couple times. Oh, okay. Um, and he actually does most of his own stuff, like, there's one time I stepped in for him because it was a, a tricky climb where he like he climbs up the roof in uh, season one to uh, to spy on Nancy, and um, it's all, it was a little bit more difficult than it looks. And my parkour background definitely came into play there, where I was able to climb up it pretty easily mm-hmm. and uh, make it quick. But other than that, he's done every stunt that I get brought in for him. I'm just helping him out and helping him rehearse it, and he just ends up doing it because he's a really athletic guy. And, can move really well and he really handles the, the stunts uh pretty well no he's a, he's a talented guy awesome last question is there anything that yeah. uh is there anything you haven't done yet that you've always wanted to do in your line of work um that's hard too because uh i've done a lot of cool cool stuff that stuff i've always wanted to do i guess to answer your question um i want to move more into like directing action scenes like i'd love to do that i'd love mm-hmm. to coordinate and direct the scene like an action scene um because i'm a very creative person so it'd be cool to actually be able to do that uh and um i want to definitely do more like i'm getting into driving uh but there's another level to it where i haven't really gotten to yet where you're doing the wrecks where you're flipping cars over and crashing and it'd be fun to get uh, get a chance to do a wreck and do a turnover because it's something I've always wanted to do. It's kind of like this, it's kind of the cool stunt that every every stunt guy or girl like kind of it's on their bucket list of they want to turn over a car. So <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't um, want to turn over a car? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's on my bucket list um, for stunts for sure. Well, man, I sure appreciate you calling in. It's, it's been a walk down memory lane. That's kind of uh, what we're doing yeah, right man. now with the show is being kind of nostalgic, and we're going back because this is the road to 100 and all the episodes leading up to the 100th. I wanted to kind of circle back to some of my favorite interviews, and you were like our first like celebrity uh, that, that that we ever interviewed, and uh, I definitely wanted to catch up with you. It seems like it was just yesterday. Yeah, man, I know. It, it really does. Um, and, no, thanks for, uh, thanks for calling me. It was fun. Uh, I always like doing these. Well, um, cool. Well, we may yeah, make a tradition guys, out of it. Awesome. Maybe, maybe every couple of years we'll catch back up because uh, as busy as you are, I know we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah, dude. That sounds awesome. Yeah, you guys are really cool. Like, I love your podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. All right. Well, cool. you be safe out there, man. Don't get hurt. And uh, we'll uh, we'll check back in with you sometime. Thanks for calling in. Absolutely. Anytime. Have a good one. You too, man. 
Shadow Stalkers Paranormal is a nonprofit organization, a level-headed team with a knowledgeable background who tries to explain and debunk, not taking things solely as paranormal. They try to help their clients with an understanding about the paranormal. Shadow Stalkers Paranormal also gives back to the community by way of sponsorships such as this one, fundraisers for historical sites and individuals with terminal illnesses. They strive to make their team better and make a difference. You can find them on Facebook, facebook.com slash shadowstalkersparanormal38821. They're ready to believe you. Alright. We're going to try something a little different. We're going to do a, uh, was this my idea? It was. What, what was your idea? I tell, you, I tell you what, this segment, if this, if this works out and people like it, I'm definitely going to say it was my idea. Are you recording right now? Yeah, I'm recording right now. Okay. If, if I think it, it is your idea. I think I did come up with this. Yeah, I, if it works out, it's my idea. If it don't, then it's one of y'all. Well, I'm saying right now it was your idea. So it's, it was your we're going to blame it on Kelly <laughs> or Sean because oh. they're not here. Um, basically, what we're going to do is I'm going to kind of moderate with you two. And uh, did you just open a beer now? Everybody's got, got a drink. Everybody's got a drink. I don't know why I said it like that. It felt right, though. It was like Southern Mama in here. Um, we're gonna just going to talk about what we're listening to right now. What, what, what are you doing? What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are you liking at this very moment in time? Like all, all of it? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do you first, Anthony, because you, I think you have to leave shortly. Yeah, I'm work. Not that I'm making you leave. I just think I leave. heard you say you wanted to. Uh, I am listening to one of the Gunslinger books, The Voice of Kala. Kala, Kala. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Audiobook, right? Yeah, audiobook. And the podcast, like all the stuff, or just like one thing? Well, I mean, how much could you be listening to it? One thing. This is it. Uh, well, like right now. Like, like today, what like, did you listen to? I listened to all of it today. Everything. So, uh, <laughs> Everything. I, 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 You're I pretty talented. It. Have uh, a podcast in one ear and an audiobook in the other. Well, I changed it up a little bit. Uh, I know what you mean. I do that kind of stuff too. I listen to I'm listening to the audiobook of Boys of Kala, and I listen to the podcast uh, Walkers and Talkers, which is a, a Walking Dead podcast, and uh, this do with Fear the Walking Dead. So I had to find one that doesn't Fear the Walking Dead. So a lot of them just don't they don't do that. Right. So this one does. So I had to listen to this one, and I'm listening to Zero D Twenty. It's a D and D podcast. Oh yeah, I've listened to that. That's a good. Yeah. One. What are you watching on TV? You watching Westworld, right? Uh, Westworld and uh, how many how many episodes are you on season two? I'm on season two. I, just, I, I like. Uh, I'm two behind right now. Well, there's only been like two or three. Really not, well, right. I think there's only maybe three episodes. There's four. There's four. Because there was yeah. I think I've seen the first two, so we're probably about seen, the same. I haven't seen last night. Did you see the one where everybody died? I'm just kidding. Yeah. That's a running you joke. See the one where everybody got naked. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't <laughs> see that one. Westworld, yeah. But uh, they're robots, so you know it, was it don't okay. count. It don't count. Uh, Isn't that that show you showed me? The, yeah. That suit for? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's really good. Uh, I'm watching Ultra Carbon. Yeah, that's got, on my list. I got about four episodes into that. That's on my short list. You need to watch it. Same one with Saul. <laughs> you should watch Saul. And Harry Potter. You, oh, you should watch Harry Potter. So you're like me. You don't actually. Well, you do read books. Yeah. You don't just listen to them. But, right. I read them. But you listen, listen to a lot of books. Listen to them more because it work. I Did you it. ever finish it? Oh yeah. Or was it the stand? I listened to both of them. You were standing on it. 
<laughs> yeah, it was standing on me. It was on the stand. Do you know all that kind of goes in together? Yeah. Do you know that? Why? No. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the Gunslinger series? Like, Randall Flagg is in the Gunslinger series. Oh, wow. He's a bad boy. <laughs> it's, yeah. The, is he pre- the devil? The preacher, the, devil. the preacher from Salem's Lot. Is so did they the, admit he's the devil, or they just implied he's the devil? Implied. Um, there's a whole bunch of Stephen King's books that some of the characters are in the Gunslinger series. Because the Gunslinger series is his, Stephen King's hallucination or something. I don't know. It's, it, that's his weirdness. Everything else is not weird. The Gunslinger. His evil book. genius. Yeah. So that's it? You're not... Uh, Watching any other shows? I know you don't read comic books. I don't read comic books. I was listening to... Um, You're warming up to 5th edition. That's pretty good. It's been kind of being forced upon me. I mean, so I really have no choice. We're forcing you to play 5th edition. You're forcing right? Yeah. Uh, There's been worse things we force you to do. Why you got to make it weird? <laughs> uh, now people want to know. Yeah, that's my job. <laughs> well, uh, we'll put that on the Patreon. <laughs> Was like, oh, I was listening to Coast to Coast this morning. And there was a, a guy on there that's interesting. He uh, does. Uh, he's a writer. He writes uh, horror novels. Plus, he does uh, like a paranormal investigation kind of stuff. And then, but he actually goes. I mean, it's not fate. I mean, it's not like a TV show. It's a YouTube channel. And uh, it was kind of cool. ML Behrman. I watched a couple of his videos at March today. He's pretty neat. It's all about the Mojave Desert there. You know, it's so weird, and this is proof that we're living in a simulation. Uh, this morning on my way to work, I was listening to uh, the episode of Talk is Jericho where they did uh, the tribute to Art Bell, the guy that did Coast to Coast, mm-hmm. and then you sent me a Voxer saying yeah. you were listening to that, and I'm like, what's the what's the odds of that? Uh, I don't know the odds, but it's kind of weird. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. <laughs> Yeah, it's um, I listen to Coast to Coast when I'm on day show because it comes on like five o'clock in the morning. How can you find Coast to Coast? It's not on a podcast. Uh, I listen. It's not you without you got to pay for the podcast. But I listen on TuneIn, and I'll, I'll it's on. But you on TuneIn Radio, don't you have to listen to it at a specific time? Yeah, that's the thing. And if you don't catch it, you just you didn't don't catch, catch it. it. You don't catch it. I listen to it on TuneIn. I don't know TV station because I got it. I marked my because it's a station I wouldn't listen to. I had to Google it because there was a guy. I mean. Literally, uh, it goes off at 5 o'clock in the morning, and I leave to go to work at 4.30. So I literally got 30 minutes of it, and then it's, and then it's like, okay, the next segment, we're going to talk about this, and then it goes off, and, like, the local news comes on. Yeah. I'm like, holy crap, I had to find it, because it was something I really want to listen to. This is back this winter. It is Talk Radio 1410. That's what uh, I listen to it on at 5 o'clock in the morning. That's what it comes on. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why. Like the internet radio stuff, I totally get it because I, I think that's the future of radio. But you know, if you if you go to the effort of making a show, why not archive it somewhere as a podcast or something? They do. You just have to pay. You, you have to, to be a okay, coast to so coast insider. You got to pay for it. I think this show would probably be worth. How much is it? You I'm know? not. I haven't reached. I haven't. Probably checked. worth it. It's probably that's worth pretty it because it's a good show. It's a yeah, long. That started show. all. all uh, like it. when I got on there at four thirty this morning, they was interviewing one of the guys from Spinal Tap. Nice. And then it went into a paranormal guy. So, I mean, 
they're all over the place. Sounds like our show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it comes on to Sunday nights in California, but it airs on the station I listen to at 4 o'clock in the morning. So if I could find the actual station, I might be able to get it at the, the right time. I just so, got to find it. So is that all you're listening to right now? Yeah. I'm not going to let you leave yet. It's only 7.40. Well, I'm not leaving right yet. I'm good. Jeremy, what are you doing? What's what's your deal? Uh, yeah, well, I'm making masks, but what am while I? You're making masks. While I'm making masks, I actually started back uh, re-listening to uh, Ready Player One again. I finally finished it the first time through, and it was so sporadic with the way I had to listen to it. Uh, so I started listening to it again because I wanted to like refresh before I see the movie. So there was Ready Pro, Ready Player One. Uh, I've been listening to some Joe Rogan uh, podcast. Got to catch back up on Chris Jericho. I, I was listening to Jericho for a while, and I kind of slacked off on that. That episode I was just talking about is a good one. I'm not even done with it yet. It didn't come to me. So what I'm watching right now is Barry Pole dancing like. That's pretty good, Barry. Was that an Irish jig or a stripper dance or a mixture of both? And there you go. What am I watching right now? Uh, Monday Night Raw. I started breaking the chicken out, but I said no. No, leave the chicken alone. But uh, what else I'm doing is, or as watching, uh, I actually started watching a YouTube little mini series thing of uh, it's Nightwing. And yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, it's actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Um. Between that and a lot of different, uh, trying to figure out different stuff with the Infinity War movie, I've been watching a lot of different uh, possible explanations of stuff like that. As far as TV goes, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't have time because I make masks. But I have to say this, what I'm reading like physically reading is I just finished the uh, the White Knight series the Batman White Knight series mm. it I'm is, about halfway through that dude it's great You've, you need to bring me those uh, yeah uh, it, there's, it's an eight part series and when you finish the eighth one it's like didn't see that coming uh so I mean I'm not spoiling it for nobody, but yeah, no spoilers. Because in the Elseworlds thing, I mean, there's no holds barred. Like anything could happen. Yeah. Like Batman could become the Joker. And I've just started the uh, No Justice series. I got issue one of that. I've been reading some uh, detective comics. Uh, I'm also a big fan of the Green Lantern comics. Well, you know me huge Red Hood fan so I, I, I keep up with my Red Hood and the Outlaws Anthony's like I don't know what the hell you're talking about we but, lost him man we lost yeah. him on comics we lost our him our dungeon master is not into comics how weird is that <laughs> yeah exactly he would be our perfect D&D for this our D&D guide does not read comics Tony Starling if you're listening next time we do this segment you need to be here for it we're gonna have him in the studio yeah in, in here we're gonna Drink beer and eat food and talk about comic books. 
Yeah, he's gonna drink some beer. He wants some of our homemade beer. Yeah. Our home brew, excuse me. We need to wait till the spider lag is ready. Um. Well, so, what about you? I'm gonna do mine tomorrow. That's not what we're reading or watching, but it is something that's brewing right now. Tell them about the lager. Yes. Uh, well, tell them the whole process about the the refrigerator and the stepper down. <laughs> the stepper little, down. The little a bomb that you made. <laughs> like Anthony this. made this thing. He got me to order a part off Amazon, and I wondered why he wanted me to order it. But then after <laughs> it came in, I realized he wanted me to order it because the NSA is going to want to know <laughs> why I needed this bomb-making I've equipment. Seen, I've seen this thing firsthand, and it's And after he awesome. finished building it into this box, it literally looks like a bomb. It does look like a bomb. It is. It's a, I bet it's a bomb. Uh, yeah. And now the world knows because I said it on here that it was it not me a, that made it. If it gets 115 degrees, it's going to blow up because <laughs> the temperature's growing. But it's, but it's Mississippi, so it's going to happen. All I got to do is put it in attic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a, I have a refrigerator and uh, I wanted to do all, I wanted to brew, you know, they listen to the podcast and then we brew beer. But we always done ales, which ferment at a warmer temperature than a lager does. So I wanted to do a lager. So, is it a lager or lager? Because uh, Kel- didn't Kellogg the one that says lager all the I time? I say lager, lager. But the reason why I say lager is because I watch YouTube a lot. And apparently Irish people, they just make up how to say stuff. Lager. And they said lager. I get in they, trouble for that. Uh, I do too. But Irish people, you know, they, they say lager. But uh, the Australian people, they sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And I, I guess it depends on whether. Because a lot of the homebrewer people are from Australia. You are a lager and a crocodile. Uh... But it's a, uh, I get it's lager though, but uh, so I ordered this thing to, uh, this is a temperature controller and uh, it wires up a plug and I plug my refrigerator into it. You know when the refrigerator into the bomb into the bomb and when the refrigerator gets to the temperature I want it to ferment the beer it cuts it on or cuts it off to maintain it, and that's how. So I'm this apparatus doing the spot of lager right this now. This bomb-like ap- apparatus maintains a certain. Temperature. Temperature control so that it properly explodes. Properly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I think I've asked you this before, but, like, what would happen if you just made a logger and didn't do that with the stepper down, like, temperature? It wouldn't detonate correctly. It would. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It just kind of blow up on top. It's kind of like not burying your dynamite, right? Um, It just depends. I'm not, actually, I, I don't know the answer because I haven't done it enough. This is the first logger I've made, so. Are you talking to somebody else while you're talking to me? I mean, I'm multitasking, man. I was I was actually we, sending a message we, to Max Calder telling little, him, we, thanks for the interview. It was great. Uh, appreciate you being on the show. I'm, you know, I'm trying to PR. With your clicky, clicky, clicky over I'm here. I'm clicky, clicky, my clack. beer talk. Uh, <laughs> I can listen to this later. I don't need to listen to it now. <laughs> I'm a subscriber. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, it's, uh, it's done fermenting, so it's just, lagers take a long time. They just kind of sit and wait and hang out, and you got to be patient with a lager. I'm looking forward to it. I like to drink stuff. But they're more crisp. and We're only, what, eight or nine episodes away now from drinking the uh, mead? The mead. Yeah. Nine. Nine episodes. Well, I, don't, this I be think eight. this might be 92. This is 92. According to Pogmatic, it? it's more because 
Well, I didn't do my numbering system you right. Numbering system right. I, I changed my mind. Okay, you gotta about, count the cons. The cons are separate things. Well, because there's some episodes that I I call what they are. Yeah, the Halloween specials. And I used to start the numbering back after that, but now I kind of it. That is the number. I, it was just not called the right. episode whatever. It's called Tupelo Con or right. whatever we're doing. But, uh, sort of like the name of the, of the podcast. Right. I changed my mind yeah, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when we hit when we hit a hundred, we'll, uh, we'll drink the mead, and it'll be over a year old. It's over a year old now. Yeah. 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 You got to go way back in the archives and listen to the episodes of us talking about the mead when it was horrible. What horrible. was horrible? The, the mead, mead when, when drank, we first started. When we first drank oh yeah, it. it's horrible. It tasted like a. A dookie. And then six months later, it was like, yeah. Mm, uh, some very, very non-dookie properties. In like, this. put it back, put it back. <laughs> yeah. You can fix it just by waiting. Yeah. So let's wait a long time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got, a, we got a good little what you listening to segment. Like Y'all help us think of a name for this segment. Because every now and then, I just want to check in and tell everybody what we're watching, what we're listening to, what we're reading. And uh, call it something. Yeah, just what call in and say something. It don't matter. Just call. Yeah, call our voicemail lines. 662-305-9783, I think. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I'm looking for confirmation. I'm pretty sure about the first six digits. And some of the mother numbers are in there, too. 8305-9783. Is that what I said? You said I don't know. <laughs> Winning. All right, we're doing we're doing things weird, man, because uh, we're doing we're, we're time traveling on, on this segment. I've never time traveled during a segment. Now we time travel during shows all the time, almost every show we time travel. But uh, like you and Kella aren't gonna be here tomorrow, but me and Anthony and Jerm are. So I want to go ahead and get y'all's thing today. Uh, yeah. On, but on to the, the listeners, we'll all be in the same room at the same time. Like I jokingly called it what you doing? <laughs> I thought we was calling it around the bar. Around the no, bar. No, that's when we drink beer. <laughs> yeah, we're not really dr- I'm not drinking tonight. Mm. Um, but I, I just want to talk about like, I just want y'all to give me the quick rundown on what are you listening to right now? What are you reading right now? What shows are you watching? I'll let Clint, I'll let you go first. I'll kind of mm-hmm. like moderate this transaction. And uh, go. As far as reading, I haven't really had much time lately to read. So I'm kind of waiting on R.A. Salvatore, all his new stuff to start coming out. Uh, I do plan on going by like the. Not the to good interrupt, even though I just did. Tell me about, like, you say his new stuff. He's got like three books coming out. Well, no, well. What up, Marty happened? No. Well, now, now he does about, have. No, he does have. I'm not really sure what world it's in, Demon World or something. He's been putting those books out. But his first... There's three Dritz books coming out in a row. Yeah, the first one will be in October, I think. They don't, I, don't, I don't know if they have a release date yet. But it's, uh, it's actually not. He, he says it's a Dritz book and not a Dritz book. It's not oh, particularly... possible? <laughs> it's, it's not particularly about Dritz. It's... it's it other like we stuff. need to get R.A. Salvador back on the show. We do. And talk to him. Very soon. Sounds like a good idea, especially on the road to 100, right? Well, I'm thinking I'm thinking he'll probably be in September or October. And he can he could probably do it then as part of the book tour, the book promotion tour, like he did last time. 
but as far as reading i haven't really i haven't really had a lot of time yet uh i plan on going to the uh goodwill bookstore in in tupelo you can get used books there Oh yeah, and uh, a lot of times you can find a lot of Where's Forgotten Realms and Dragonlance. It's on McCullough. Books? It's it, it, kind of by the Kawasaki dealer. Do they have comic books? I believe they do, but they're probably stamped or stickered. I mean, you can find stuff to read. I doubt it's going to be very good for collectors, but you can probably find stuff to read. But uh, now, as far as shows, like I've been on net, and like I don't really do a whole lot of. I don't have a satellite or. Anything like that. So as far as shows go, I, I just do Netflix. And uh, Lost in Space was pretty cool. Hey, you don't have to get that close to that money, by the way. I haven't it's, seen uh, it on Lost in Space. I've seen a couple episodes. It's, it's kind of based toward, like, maybe a teenage audience. I did kind of notice that. You know, that all the girls love it. was a younger it. audience base. All the women love it because they say the robot's hot. There's like this whole big thing online now about how hot the robot hot is. Robot. <laughs> about how hot the, the robot is on Lost in Space. Well, it but it's actually looks been pretty different good. Different than the original Lost oh, yeah. in Space. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh this 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 robot has abs and like butt cheeks and everything, and the girls love it, man, because this robot has abs. I mean, he doesn't. He looks like a robot. But uh, so I've watched it. But the the other show came out of New Zealand, and I, it's either Rain or The Rain. I'm not sure. But it's almost uh, Walking Dead without zombies. Like the rain kills you, like instantly. You walk out into if you walk out, get wet, you get infected and you die. And if somebody touches somebody that's infected, they get infected and they die. So you can't get in the rain at all. Can't get wet at all. And uh, they have to purify all the water, make sure it's purified. Like, I mean, there's there's people on there that haven't took showers in years. You know, but you said it's subtitled, correct? But it's subtitled and it's overdubbed, so the the you know the voice doesn't actually match you know their lips. But it's about a little boy and girl, and they get they're they're like really young, and they get put in this uh, they get put in this like for I I guess like a pod. Basically, they get put in this pod, <laughs> and uh. From there, they spend six years there. They were the very first episode. They're in there for six years. And then they decide all of a sudden they're running out of supplies, so they have to go out and it's like, okay, we got to dodge the rain, see what's out there kind of deal. And then they run across some new people. And then so it's basically, seriously, it's, it's, it reminds me a lot of Walking Dead without the zombies. So it's an it's, apop- apocalyptic type yeah. show. It's, it's more about like, you know how Walking Dead kind of went from where the – the uh, walkers are kind of background. That's kind of how this show is. I mean, everybody's afraid of the rain, but the rain, that's kind of the background. It's more the human, like... The survival instinct? Yeah, like, uh, who am I going to kill to eat tonight kind of deal. Or, okay, or let's not say it like Who can that. I trust? <laughs> you know. Who am I going to kill so I can eat? Sounds like... Well, I mean, that, now that's, it could be that way, too. I mean, they didn't really get that deep into it, but I'm, I'm sure... It's, there's there's cannibals oh well actually i take that back they do get into cannibals but it's it reminds me a lot of walking dead but it was a pretty good show i think there's 10 or 12 episodes not a lot and i mean i we we binge watched them in like two or three days all right so you say it's on netflix yeah and it's like i said it's a new zealand show so if you like the overdub normally that kind of bothers me and i turn them off i don't really i can't really handle them 
But this one kind of caught my attention quick enough to where I didn't let it bother me. <laughs> so and then I watched another show this week. I binged another show called Safe. Did you ever watch Dexter? Yes. Yeah, I watched Dexter. It's uh, Michael C. Hall from Dexter, and it's it's kind of a soap opera thriller. And it's just like all these weird coincidences, and then you think, like, how why is this all coincidences? You know, somebody gets killed, and some you know. It's like there's a million coincidences that go around this one, this one kid getting killed or whatever, and then they have to tie it all in at the end. And I think there's only like 10 episodes. It's a Netflix show. Well, I'm going to uh, tell you, since you're a Netflix junkie, you need to check out Sense 8. I have watched about three or four episodes of that. Dude, I love it. But that I hadn't show. finished it. I couldn't get into it. I was just kind of busy. Well, there's only but, two seasons and a Christmas edition, and that's it. I could probably handle that. But you also need to watch something called Travelers. It's now, kind of a yeah, time traveler. It's the guy from Will and Grace, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. That's a good show. That was not bad. I, I've heard, anyway. What do you listen to, um, Clint, while you're at work? Like, do you listen to podcasts or music or what? I don't. I used to listen to Pandora music mostly, but they've kind you of stopped. Switch this, to they've kind of because uh, Pandora doesn't have Killjoy and Spotify does. Well, actually, I was just talking to Anthony. Is that self-serving? Uh, Is that self-promoting? I was talking to Anthony earlier, <laughs> and he said uh, you can get if if it's still going on. There's a thing where you can get Spotify and Hulu. For the price of Hulu, huh. so well, how much is Hulu? I'm actually it's like eight, seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine a month. And that's cheaper than Spotify. <laughs> and and that was that's what he's saying. Like you buy Spotify and they basically give you Hulu, or maybe the other way around. But so you don't you don't listen to any podcasts? No, I, well, Do you listen to they're the, kind of strict on us at work about mm. about wearing headphones. I did it for a couple of months there, but they're, they've gotten kind of strict on us wearing headphones, and even though. I don't work for anybody. I see the problem. You're wearing headphones. You should wear earbuds. Well, they get, well that's those. what I've got. I've got the wireless earbuds. I was picturing you walking around with this. No, I, I've like got the wireless. No, I've got the wireless earbuds. And but they, somebody had to call me more than once one day. Clint, Clint, I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. I figured out I had earbuds. That happens to in. me a lot at work. The radio's going off, and I'm not listening because I'm yeah. listening to something else. Especially if it's a good, if it's good music. But yeah, that's pretty much. Like I said, I hadn't had a lot of time, so I hadn't been reading anything a lot. And, and uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to some stuff. But I still, and you know, I don't get to get out much, so I don't get to go to the the movies, to the theater much, because I got so many kids. <laughs> but I was looking for, I was looking to see uh, Avengers, but I hadn't even had time to go see that, and it'll probably be out of theaters before I get to see it. You talking about Infinity Wars? Yes. Infinity Wars? I only War. knew of one. It's only one. <laughs> well, now they were going to make a part two, but they've changed their name. They, well, they, I, they, it's untitled so far. No, they're so. still making a part two because if you look on IMDb, everybody's already signed up for it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they were, but they, it's untitled. It was originally supposed to be Infinity War two oh, or Infinity right. Gauntlet, but they've changed it now. It's just untitled. So, well, wasn't the comic like two different? series but yeah I, I believe so i i'm 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 lost on that i, I kind of hope they they go into uh i don't know who i was read it but the the dark rain series mark this would be one that you would love like the dark rain series they came uh i think it was civil war 
the Civil War was kind of going on and everybody was mad at each other. And then the Kree came in and fought like two aliens fought and like almost destroyed the planet. Well, it was Norman Osborn that saved the world. So all of a sudden, everybody was pissed at Tony Stark and Captain America and all them. So they, they kind of just said, okay, you guys, you, you were doing your own thing, and Norman Osborn gets everything. So he takes control of S.H.I.E.L.D., changes the name to Hammer. He takes control of the Avengers, and you get the Dark Reign Avengers. And then the Dark Reign Avengers is basically all the bad guys becoming good guys. And if you think it, there, there's a counterpart to everybody because there's the Hulk, which ends up being Scar, and then there's Wolverine, which ends up being his son, Dakin, you know, that was an assassin, a hired assassin. There's a Sentry, which is kind of psycho anyway. He's basically a psycho Superman. Then there's uh, Norman Osborn decides to be uh, the Iron Patriot. So, because you'd have no Captain America and Iron Man. So Norman Osborn takes his technology and adds Tony Stark's to it and becomes the Iron Patriot. And then you got Venom being Spider-Man. So... It's kind of crazy. And then they did the whole Marvel Dark Reign. So it's like, it's not just the Avengers. There's, you know, Dark Reign X-Men. There's Dark Reign... Uh, there's comics that came out because of Dark Reign. But that, that, that's kind of what I wish they would put into the movies. But you get a whole new set of actors if you do that. I mean, you get a whole new Wolverine. You get a whole new Iron Man. You get a whole new Captain America. Or the lack of... But, you know, a whole new Hulk. Because it's Scar instead of Hulk. And you've already got Tom Hardy playing Venom, so. What, Kelly, what was it, uh, audio book you were listening to? Uh, I heard you telling Anthony about that the other day. Uh, I've been reading or listening to Odd Thomas, which Slayer got me to reading the, uh, uh, watching the movie. And I love the movie. They're condensers, they'll pick everything up. Mainly because of the, the guy who was playing Odd Thomas. Which uh, when you watch it, it's the guy that plays Chekhov in uh, yeah, the new yeah, Star Treks. The movie's good, and the books. They say the books after Odd Thomas, they get really deep. Oh, they do. Yeah. The the I first book. Anthony really was telling me he couldn't that. watch the movie after he read the book. He watched like fifteen minutes of it. Well, I watched the movie first, and then went to the books. And you know, like all movies and books, they leave out a lot. They oh, yeah. kind of hit the high points. They change some stuff. But I it's, thought it's I rare thought that a that a movie's as good as a book. I mean, yeah, it's, it's really rare anyway. Uh, like Seventh Son, you remember that movie? Yeah, uh, it was a completely different story almost. It was like basically three books in one movie, and they cut so much out and they changed so much that it was a whole different. You know, it wasn't even a coming of age story like the book. It was completely different. And see, that's one thing about the book. And the movie on this, that it's different. They didn't add, I think there's five Odd Thomas series books. I'm on book two, which is called uh, Brother Odd. And uh, I never actually got to, like, uh, I had a friend that read them. And, uh, well, I take it back. I'm not reading them. I'm listening to them. Well, he, he said that they, but, were, they were, that it got really deep into the end of the world. Well, or the second maybe. book has, has went from being... Uh, light-hearted and melancholy, like the first book was, as much as you can be, you know, dealing with that. Yeah. 
that that type of topic well, to the movie be in they did. They made a lot of dialogue. Yeah, you know. which the book is funny too. It's as funny as the movie is. I catch myself laughing all the time while I'm sitting at the desk working because that's when I listen to most of my stuff. And uh, yeah, but the second book started out that way and then went mm, kind of dark. And everybody keeps telling me it just keeps getting darker. I've heard which, that. Uh, I, I haven't read it, but I've heard that. Which, I, you know, I have no problem with. I, I, I do not mind the dark aspect of what's going on, especially with this type of topic. But uh, comic books. Uh, oh, I'm so far behind. I'm like 20 years behind on comic books. Oh, uh, no, you can never get caught up. <laughs> but I do. Uh, I was told about a series last night that I needed to check out. It's called uh, The Future's End. It's on the New 52 series. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of it. Uh, my friend's son was telling me about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I need to find it. It's a Batman. Well, actually, I don't know if it's just a Batman or if it's all actually, of I the... Talked to, uh, I talked to Elbow about getting trade paperbacks. And he said they're just... He said he doesn't like to get them. He said now he can, he can get them if somebody wants something. But the thing about trade paperbacks is they're so expensive. And well, that, and there's are, so many of them. Well, they are, but they're, they're not. If you think about the amount of comics that come into one book, they're usually not. But Yeah, we got to talking about that to one other episode. And, and break out like 50, 60 bucks for a, you know, a graphic novel, basically. Yeah, but you still come out cheaper because you're getting well, you like are. 20 to 30 comics. Sometimes, yeah. And I understand, series. but a lot of people just don't want to fork out $60 right away, you know, right at one time. Yeah. When, I mean, a lot of people, you know, they're spending, they may spend $50 a month on comics, but they're spending it's different titles at a time yeah. rather than, than 60 bucks at one time, at one shot, even though you're saving money most of the time. But, like, a lot of those, he said he could order pretty much, you know, if we if you've got a story. I mean, Yeah, he can, can get, get anything it. you want pretty so, much. That, that's always good. Which I'm probably going to get him to get me the entire, which I know it's not done yet. The future's end. It's only like halfway through right now. But I'll probably get him, to, when as soon as it comes out, I'll probably get him to get that for me. And when it comes to TV shows, I'm so far behind on everything that's out. Well, the stuff on Netflix, I'm, I'm always caught up on. But if it's not on Netflix, I usually stay behind. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it's not on WWE Network or Netflix, I've used Well, on behind. Netflix, you, you're a season behind anyway. Anyway, yeah. I and do my best said, to catch I, another up. Another thing, but, too, they had said that uh, Netflix had time to deal with Walking Dead to start the day after the last episode, but they didn't do that. This I, I went, I ch I've actually checked, you know, it's been a couple of weeks now. And I've actually checked to see if the new season's out. Well, AMC you is You know, just like, to go back and rewatch a yeah. lot. So you, AMC won't. AMC is not going to uh, put it on Netflix until after they get the box set of that season yeah, for so sale. Yeah, so people spend that. Yeah. Yep. And I get that, but, I mean, I had read that. Now, I don't remember what source it was, but, I mean, it was. It seemed like it was a pretty reliable source, but I guess not. <laughs> nah, I mean, you're in talks all the time. Everybody's yeah. in talks. But I also I I was hoping Netflix would pick up uh, Star Wars Rebels because I've I've yet to watch I watched the very first episode. But that's on Wars Hulu, Rebels. isn't it? If it is, that might be the next excuse I need to get Hulu and Spotify. I think that's on Hulu. <laughs> so, I don't know. I uh, Google it and it'll I tell you it if it's on like Hulu. We're sponsored by somebody on the show because we we're talking about Netflix and 
and Hulu and <laughs> yeah, that's true and Spotify and which I guess we have a reason to to, to promote Spotify. <laughs> the uh, yeah, shameless we, promotions, but Spotify and Voxer is pretty much like our life source out here. <laughs> uh, you're talking about because Spotify has uh, most of the Kill J catalog on it. I that, am. That would be another reason did to that, get Spotify, the Spotify shady? Hulu. That would be another. I think. Reason I think you need a Spotify, Spotify bell sound to go along with with our well, other I, shameless well, see, promotions. We actually depromoted Pandora because they rejected us. Oh. They literally said no. Hey, wow. is that a like, boo, Clint? Really? Boo. So they I won't be listening no to Pandora to anymore. Jay. They can't handle it. They're like, we can't handle this shit. What, I mean, what, what do you... What, what well, do you that's okay. They got too many commercials anyway. What do you think we're going to do? Now they do, yeah. Yeah. Now they got a bad... It's got like, you listen, to one, you listen to one song now, and then you've got to wait through a 60-second commercial to get to the next one. Yeah. Basically. And I know you don't listen to podcasts. And in between, I, some, I can't listen but, to books nonstop because I kind of get, get lost. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. And then I, sometimes I'll go on and try to find a uh, Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Those you got to be Do you listen to a Drunks and Dragons? I, I, have, I, I think I have an episode back. It seems like Mark may have probably me on cause that one time. I think he turned, him and Anthony turned me onto it. Dude, Drunks and Dragons is awesome. What I'll have to do is just turn it on one day as and listen to it while I'm doing other stuff at home. Yeah. Crank it up on it's my a speakers. Real, it's a really good background thing. That's probably what I'll do. It sounds like fun, though. It but, is. I, just listening to it really gets you in the mood to playing. And you can also like, no, don't do that. And you're like, oh, yeah. see, I mean, told we've you. done that. It didn't work. <laughs> All right, this is a note to Mark to uh, put a pause in. I got to go pee real quick. All right, we got to stop this. <laughs> Well, I'm done, I guess. I'll wait the space bar real quick. I'll let Mark edit it. And last but not least, I was listening to Artemis by Andy Weir, and I got over halfway through it, and I resynced my my phone to iTunes without my external drive being plugged in, and. It erased it off of there, so i got to put it back on so I can finish that. But in the meantime, I started uh, listening to the graphic audio adaptation of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite Earths was a comic book series that came out in the 80s. It was originally a 12-issue lot. It was a really big event in the DC universe. But so there was a ton of tie-ins as well. Um, it, it was a huge deal for DC because it dealt with all the multiverse and there was a lot of crazy stuff going on and it really changed things. It, it, I think anytime there's a crisis in in DC, not to be confused with Infinite Crisis, which is, is a different crisis, they're usually cleaning up continuity in some way or form or another. So anyway, I'm, I'm listening to that. It's really good. It's a classic. I've been watching Gotham. We're coming up on the season finale. I just found out it got renewed for a final season, which I'm really excited about. Because the last episode of this season, if I read correctly, I think it's called No Man's Land. And No Man's Land was another big deal in the comics. And it would suck if they ended with that. I won't get into spoilery details or potential spoilers, 
So I'm glad they're doing one more season to kind of tie everything up. I kind of saw this coming. They almost didn't renew it this season, even though I think it's an awesome show. But who knows, maybe that new DC network that they're launching can pick Gotham up. I mean, if y'all are listening to this, there's there's a good idea when they drop Gotham over at uh, Fox or I think it's Fox. Whenever they drop Gotham, just uh, put it on the new streaming DC service. I'm looking forward to that. There's gonna be some cool shows on there. Um, they've got the Teen Titans show, Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Young Justice. They got a Harley Quinn. TV show that's going to be on there. They haven't given out a whole lot of details other than those show titles. And they haven't even said how much it's going to cost. But if they keep the price good, I'll probably be a subscriber. As far as podcasts, um, as I stated, I think I stated earlier that I was catching back up on Talkers Jericho. I usually catch, uh, I like Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, our friends we met at uh, TupeloCon. I've been checking out um, Omni Geeks, discussing comics, discussing who. Now I've been checking out uh, Big Johnny Blunder's Whiskey Cars and Cigar Show. That's that's a cool show. Been checking out Lynn Gibson. I've been listening to the Edge Radio US. Big shout out to them. When I want to listen to uh, some of my songs, I'll jump on over to Spotify sometimes to get my fix. But yeah, what are y'all listening to? What are y'all checking out? You can call and tell us. You know how. You dial 662-305-9783. That's a voicemail line. Leave us a message. We just might put it on the show. Thanks for listening to episode 91 on the road to 100. It's weird that it keeps doing that. It's kind of cool though. That's some good on the road music, isn't it? The Ecstasy of Gold. Kind of reminds me of an old western. It also reminds me of a Metallica concert. Which is cool too. I don't know what westerns and being on the road has in common other than it seems like they travel a lot. They're drifters, wanderers. I don't know. It's a cool song. Really great show. Thanks again, Max Calder. Thanks again to all our listeners. Looking forward to seeing you back here in about a week. Don't forget, 
We got a new email address. We're, we got a lot of stuff we're changing right now because of the name change. Um, me and Sean have been working on new intro music. He's just waiting on me to lay the drums down so he can play guitar over it. And this time we're not loo using loops, we're using like live stuff, so it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna be the same theme, but it's just gonna sound, I think, more cooler. Um, I changed the name on the RSS feed, so probably all of our links are broken now and this episode will never even air. <laughs> no, it should be fine, it should update it automatically. You won't have to resubscribe or anything. Nothing will really change for anybody else. What else was it? Oh yeah, the You Just Made the List commercial. I gotta totally redo the voiceovers for it because I'm changing all the all the stuff, so. We got a lot of changes going on. That happens in life. Sometimes we have to embrace the change. We change, we evolve, we transform. We get real with real pop culture. Huh? Come on. Alright. Alright, we're gonna ride off. We will see you next time. Thanks again. Love you, bye.